0: Hello and welcome to the Let It Ride podcast coming to you on a beautiful Saturday night continuing our off-season series as we go through each division in the NFL. Tonight we are breaking down the AFC South and joining me is my friend Josh Walker. Josh, how's it going, man?
1: What's going on, Jeff? How's everyone?
0: Uh, I can't complain. Uh got my oldest daughter uh on a sleepover with her grandparents. So just one kid tonight, so things are a little easier for uh, for me and the wife. Oh man, you you hit the jackpot tonight, brother. You hit the jackpot. Absolutely. I, as soon as we're done recording this podcast, it's going to be a nice relaxing movie and uh not having to deal with uh, putting the uh putting the more difficult child to bed, so it should be <laughs> it should be a good night.
1: I hear that, man. I hope well, I hope after the
0: show, man. You have a great night. You know that. Uh, But in the meantime, let's have a great show here. Uh, As I said, we're breaking down the AFC South. And we are not going to start at the top, uh, as we're looking at last year, not at the top of the standings. We're going to start at the top with the favorite to win this division. And that is the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Shockingly, I was surprised when I saw this. Uh, I'm high on the Colts. I didn't know everybody else was as high on the Colts. They are minus 120 to win this division. So... Uh, odds on favorites to win this division. Their over under is sitting at ten as far as their season win total. Of course, they finished nine and eight last year. Lost in week eighteen to the Jaguars uh, in a game that was for a playoff spot. Uh, they blow it up there. They trade Carson Wentz. Uh, they trade for Matt Ryan. They have a very rare player for player trade. They trade Rocky Sin for Unique uh, Ngakwe. They add Stephon Gilmore and Rodney McLeod in free agency to an already loaded roster. So I really like the outlook of this team. Uh, You and I were both very heavy betting this team last year. And in the middle of the season, they won us a lot of money. But of course, uh, they kind of crapped the bed down the stretch. That blame got put on Carson Wentz. They move on from him and they go on to Matt Ryan. I really like the outlook of this team. And I think you're on the same page as me here. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I love the Indianapolis coach. Like you said, the addition of Yannick and Godway, they have Matt Ryan. They added Stefan Gilman. I'm going to give you another name that they added with most people who most people aren't talking about the running back, Phillip Lindsay. I think the Indianapolis Colts have the three, have the best running back room in the NFL. You have Naheem, Naheem Hines, speed, catching, receiving back. You have arguably one of the top three or four running backs in the league in Jonathan Taylor. And Phillip Lindsey is no 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 bum. He, he ain't no scrub. He can play. Uh, so I I love I love what the coaches have done. I love what the coaches have done this off season. Just looking at their schedule, they have four primetime games: week five, week twelve, week thirteen, and week sixteen. So we'll see them on Amazon, ESPN twice, and NBC Sunday Night Football once. So we'll have our opportunity to see the coach. And also, they probably they might get flexed into a game depending on how the records go later on later on in the season. Uh, but I love what the Colts have done. I, I only have one question about the Colts. Other than Michael Pittman Jr., their best wide receiver, can other wide receivers step up? They don't have T.Y. Hilton anymore. He's still a free agent. Maybe they bring him back. We'll have to see about that. But they have Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce, the rookie from Cincinnati, and they have a couple other young guys. So they'll, they'll need someone to step up on the other side of Michael Pittman. But other than that, I love – Stefan Gilmore. Now, I'm not saying that they have the best cornerback tandem in the league, but they definitely will have a top-five cornerback tandem in the league with Stephon Gilmore on one side
0: and my man Kenny Moore on the other. Uh, uh, Ken- Kenny Moore, very underrated. I, I often talk about him on this podcast.
1: Very underrated, like you said. So, I love their defense. I love their defensive line with Quinny the DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, and then they traded for Unique and Godway. That's a hell of a uh, D-line. They have uh, Bobby O'Creeky. Uh, as a linebacker, and then they have the newly named Shaquille Leonard as a linebacker, formerly Darius Leonard, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to surprise you with any names, name changes or anything, but Darius Leonard wants to go by Shaquille now. So I love their team. Uh Last year, they were really a quarterback away. Like you said, they blamed everything on Carson Wentz. They go out and get Matt Ryan, so I definitely have high hopes for the
0: coach this season. Uh You you touched on the, the question As far as the second wide receiver, I think Alec Pierce could surprise some people. He is an absolute burner out of Cincinnati. I think he could fill into that uh, number two receiver role just fine. However, there are a lot of people who are not sold on Michael Pittman as a number one receiver. Uh, You think he's unquestionably going to be a solid number one in this offense?
1: I think he will be their number one. Uh, Do I think he's a number one receiver if you line up all the receivers in the league? No, but I do believe every team has a number one option. Uh, One option. I believe Michael Pittman is good. Uh, He needs he needs a consistent quarterback. Hopefully Matt Ryan can be that uh, that he can you know get familiar with and rock out with. So I believe Michael Pittman would be their number one. But again, my question necessarily about Michael Pittman because last year he had over a thousand yards and a couple touchdowns. So I know what Michael Pittman can do. It's just the other people around. It's just the other people. uh, I shouldn't say the other people behind him or under him. However you want to look at it. As far as the other wide receivers, they have to produce. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they sign a veteran, whether it be Emmanuel Sanders, Ty Hilton. Maybe they might want Odell. And, you know, obviously Julio Jones went to Tampa Bay, but I thought the perfect spot for Julio would have been the Colts.
0: Back to Kirby's Matt Ryan back. as well. I I, I called that out in the beginning of the offseason. I thought he should reunite with Matt Ryan. I thought that would have been uh, great for both of them.
1: No, I'm not mad. At, I'm not mad that where Julio decided to go. So. <laughs> Not at all, but I, I thought that the I thought that the coach or even the Ravens would have been a benefit just because of how he plays, how they play, how how it, how they both mesh. So, uh, but I, my only question about the coach, like you, I receive other than Mike can step up. You need the third, third. nine, third and ten, third. Can someone else on the funny. team make a play? That was.
0: Now, I think I think they'll be just fine. Uh, a lot of people have questions about Matt Ryan and they say, oh, he's been really downhill uh, since the Falcons made their Super Bowl run and in, in, in Matt Ryan's MVP season. And it's easy to look at the team's record and say, oh, yeah, Matt Ryan has been that good. But his numbers have been pretty solid. He's never had less than 65 percent completions in a season. He's never had under a 90 QB rating and he's only gone under 4000 yards once. Uh, Since the Super Bowl loss in 2016, and he only missed it by 32 yards. So he's had 3,900 plus yards every season since then. And he hasn't really had the best uh, big name receivers either. Of course, Calvin Ridley going out last year and Julio Jones leaving the team. He still got good production out of Kyle Pitts out of guys like Russell Gage. So I think he can make good receivers out of whoever he's got. So I think Michael Pittman's going to have a solid year. And as I said, I think you're going to see Alec Pierce step up and really uh, secure that number two wide receiver role here in Indianapolis. And, of course, you have Jonathan Taylor in that backfield running behind this great offensive line. And speaking of the offensive line, Matt Ryan has not had a good offensive line since 2016 when he took a two of the Super Bowl. So I really like the outlook of this team. I really like the outlook of Matt Ryan. Um, The over-under sitting at 10 for them. And they start with a couple of pretty easy games at Houston, at Jacksonville. They have these two teams on the schedule twice. I think you could see them sweep this division. We're going to talk about the Titans in a second, but I think they're going to be uh, have a down year this year. From there, they go home, KC, home, Tennessee. So you're looking at probably a 3 and one start. Then they're at Denver, home, Jacksonville, at Tennessee. Pretty winnable game, home against Washington. I think they could take care of business at and then you're already sitting at six wins. They're at Las Vegas home for Philadelphia, home for Pittsburgh. I think they win those both pretty easily. At Dallas probably a loss, but that's also a little bias on my on my side. <laughs> then they go into their bye at Minnesota home for the Chargers home Giants home Houston uh, so they close out with two easy wins they open with two easy wins I've got this team going 11 and six I think that they're going to be the division champion but I really don't like laying the minus 120 so I'm going to go oh so it, it's kind of counterintuitive to say that I'm going to go over their win total at 10 but not bet them to win the division but if they go over 10 wins they're going to win the division I think those two things go hand in hand so I'm going to take I'm going to, and you're laying the same thing. You're laying the same minus. You're laying minus one ten actually to go over ten wins. Minus one twenty to win the division. So I'm going to take the better odds and take the minus one ten to go over ten wins here.
1: I agree on both ends. I agree that they'll win a division. I agree that they will win over ten games. Uh, I think they'll be. I think I, I got them somewhere between like you, eleven and eleven to six, maybe twelve and five at at uh, uh, at max. I I, I believe that. The Colts, if everything goes right, they could be fighting for the number one seed in the AFC along with Buffalo just because I think the way the divisions are laid out, they have the easiest division.
0: Well, look at Tennessee. You saw Tennessee take they take advantage the, of this week's division and, and get the number one seed last they, year.
1: They, they were the number one seed last year, like you said. So uh, now uh, I do think they might go four and two, maybe five and one in the division. I think uh, and we'll talk about this team later. I think. This team is on the come up, but I think Jacksonville is a
0: team we need to keep our eye on in, that, in this division. I'll just say it like that. Uh, we are in agreement on the Colts here, and we are in agreement on Jacksonville as well. We'll get them in a second, but I am uh, really high on that team. Uh, maybe not as much for this year, but I think next year uh, they are definitely a team oh, yeah, to, for sure. to look out for. For sure. So a yeah. lot of people might be sitting here saying, wait, you think the Colts are going to breeze through this division? What about the Tennessee Titans? They were 12-5 and five last year. They were uh, the number one seed. I am really down on this Tennessee Titans team as we move on to them. They're sitting at plus 155 to win the division. The over-under sitting at 9.5. And, and the under, um, excuse me, the over is juiced up to plus 120. So Vegas trying to entice action on the over. Uh, that that does not bode well for the Titans. Vegas is usually on top of these things. Of course, they finished 12-5 and five last year, had the number one seed, lost in the divisional round to the Cincinnati Bengals in a game that Ryan Tannehill just gave away. And they got that number 1 seed last year despite Derrick Henry missing about half of the season. I think they really overperformed though. Like they they got all those wins without Derrick Henry. They were 6 and 2 in close games. And that's really a credit to Mike Vrabel, the coach of the year, the very deserving coach of the year last year. And if anything scares me about playing the under for this team, it is Mike Brable because I do think he's a fantastic coach. He's going to have this defense playing well. But when you look at the offensive side of the ball, asking him to recreate that magic from last year without A.J. Brown, with Derrick Henry a year older, Roger Saffold no longer with the team, Taylor on the on the left tackle spot getting long in the tooth. And, of course, Ryan Tannehill I think just holds this team back I am not sold on them. I really think they go under this nine and a half pretty easily and take a step back from last year.
1: We agree on the take a step back from last year. Uh, Nine and a half, I would probably say it. I do think they'll take a step back. Now, last year, I think they won, what, 12 games?
0: Yes, 12 and five.
1: 12 and five. So, a step back could be – 10 and 7, and they might not—they might not – they might not – they probably won't make the playoffs. Still have a win. It could be – It could be – The Tennessee Titans could be like, a, like the, la- the third on the football team in the AFC West. With, so, like Denver – like most people think Denver and the Raiders are going to be third and fourth. So my point is is that they could have a good year, be 9 and 8, 10 and 7, and still not make the playoffs. So the Titans, you mentioned A.J. Brown. They um, lost so-
0: so, a bet you might like better, Josh. Uh Just to – I don't mean to interrupt you real quick. Just okay. a, a bet you might like better than the under then. They are minus 110 to miss the playoffs. Uh, you can make that bet on the Titans. Oh, on oh, yeah, no, minus take, 110 to miss the playoffs.
1: Definitely taking that bet. I want that. My, I know it's minus 110. I know I wouldn't make a lot of money on it, but I'm taking that for sure. Like you said, they lost A.J. Brown. They drafted Trayvon Burks out of uh, Arkansas to to be A.J. Brown. They traded for Robert Woods, who was coming off an ACL. Uh they signed Austin Hooper. Uh, so I mean they they do have some offensive weapons. is getting up there in the tiers. They lost Roger Saffield, Roger, Roger Sapphire, so they'll have to improve the offensive line. But the biggest question to me on their offense is like you said, with Ryan Tannehill. And you didn't mention this, so I'll mention this. They drafted a quarterback in the third round by the name of Malik Willis, pick eighty, pick eighty-six. So they obviously have some type of I believe they'll do something with him. Now, is it going to be a wildcat or a two quarterbacks? I'm not saying all that. But I do believe they'll find a way to get him on the field because they understand what Ryan Tannehill is. Ryan Tannehill is Ryan Tannehill. Uh, now, you did say Mike Rabel is a very good coach. I will definitely give you that. He won Coach of the Year last year, like you said, well-deserved. But my question to to, to, to Mike Rabel is, is that, they have their cornerbacks, their four best cornerbacks, Caleb Farland, Kristen Fulton, Elijah Molden, and Roger McCray, Roger McCray. They're either in their first they're either a rookie, a second year pro or a third year pro. So they have a young cornerback room. These cornerbacks, you're going to be facing top talent in the AFC. They have a first place schedule from last year because they won yep. the AFC, because they won the AFC South. So week two at Buffalo, Monday night football. I'm giving you that primetime games week nine at Kansas city, NBC week 11 at green Bay, Amazon week 17 versus your Cowboys, Amazon. So, uh, I think Tennessee will play teams that are better than them. They'll take a step back. Ryan Tannehill. I gonna say he got exposed cause I already knew what Ryan Tannehill was, but when you watch that playoff game against the Bengals, every team, every part of that team played well, except Ryan Tannehill. That's why they lost. Yep. So, so uh, I believe that the Titans will not win uh nine and a half games. I think they'll be under, and I definitely think they will not make the playoffs. I believe that this division is a one team, one birth uh, playoff division, and I believe that the Colts will win a division.
0: I think you're definitely on to something there. Uh, you touched on, on Malik Willis. I think the one thing that could maybe swing this team's fortune is if they are if they have a short leash on Ryan Tannehill and and Malik Willis is ready to start by week five, week six. Uh, maybe he can get in there and turn this team around if he turns out being something. But I think that's more likely something to happen next year. For this year, I'm still very low on this team. Um, They do start with a pretty winnable game against the New York Giants at home. But then they go at Buffalo against Las Vegas at Indy. I think they lose all three of those games. Then they're at Washington before a bye. I think they're probably looking at a 2-3 and three record before their bye. Then they go home for Indy at Houston at KC home Denver at Green Bay. I think the only game out of that that they win is really against Houston. Then you're playing home against Cincinnati, at Philadelphia, another potentially winnable game. Home Jacksonville, they could win that one. At Los Angeles, they probably lose. Home Houston, they probably win. Home Dallas, they probably lose. At Jacksonville, I'm giving them a win. So I have them finishing 8 and 9, and I really like the under on this team. I, I know that Mike Frabel is a good coach, we touched on it. Derrick Henry is coming back. He could have a monster 21 21- Hundred yard season and really make me eat my words here, but I mean you're not going to have any bet that's a guaranteed lock. There's always going to be things that can swing a bet one way or the other. But I just really think this team just takes a massive step back this year. Absolutely, we
1: agree. And let me say this: I know we'll be, uh, uh, I know, man, you'll be doing a football show weekly during the season. I can't wait for that. I'm already excited. Cannot wait. But and I know week one is usually week one is the the, the week. The, have a couple wild predictions because you you because you these teams but let me just say that i'm not so sure tennessee gonna win that first game especially okay. if the, especially if the Giants were to go out and get a quarterback that you know just chilling in san francisco right now he's not doing anything he's just chilling i i, I think the giants are a quarterback away being in contention in that division so my point is is that I, I I don't I don't necessarily think the giant, the Titans are locked in to win that first game, and then you went like I said week two at Buffalo. I, I already think I I think we can already pencil that in as it now. So I don't uh, I think the Titans definitely will take a step back
0: for sure. Uh, we are on the same page there. That is going to move us on to the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, plus seven hundred to win the division. They're over under sitting at six and a half. They finished three and fourteen last year. Fired head coach Urban Meyer, and that last bit is the main reason I think this team makes a huge leap forward. They get rid of Urban Meyer, an absolute cancer in the locker room. He's getting lap dances, not going home (laughs) with the team. This dude was just terrible. Trevor Lawrence did not live up to the hype last year, but I give him a complete pass due just to the toxicity and the instability brought on by Urban Meyer. They go from him to a former quarterback and a Super Bowl winning head coach in Doug Peterson. I think this is going to be huge for Trevor Lawrence. Add to that just the natural year two progression that most great quarterbacks make and Trevor's incredible talent. I think you're going to see a huge year two leap coming here from Trevor Lawrence.
1: Well, we agree on that. Uh, I got it written down right here. Urban Meyer. Woof. Mm. And I mean, and that man got his job back on Fox he'll be on the Fox College Football pregame show uh this this season. Man, yeah, Fox
0: whoo. has no problem putting some some strange personalities out there so I'm not surprised. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I know I know you're not the biggest Skip Bayless fan. Skip <laughs> Skip, Skip Skip is better than Urban Meyer. Skip ain't never Yeah. Destroyed. Oh yeah, no Skip, doubt. No doubt. Skip ain't never destroyed nothing as bad as Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer shouldn't be tough. And I think I mean just one more thing about Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer when he was at Fox like 2 years ago, they had this uh this graphic on what Urban Meyer looks for 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 a good football team. He literally said stuff and didn't follow any of them in the NFL. <laughs> I agree with you about Dougie, uh, Doug, Doug Peterson. I call him Dougie P. Uh, I agree with you on Dougie P. Uh, uh, addition by subtraction. Uh, yep. The Jaguars won six and a half games. I, I uh, uh, Not they won six and a half. Their total was six and a half. I think they'll be over that. Just because Dougie P is a real coach. Uh, he has quarterback experience. And it won't be no coaches stand in ohio just because i'm bored and we lost the game on the thursday night uh they also have signed some players evan ingram brandon sherb zay zay jones christian kirk and darius williams just to name a few uh, they only have one primetime game that was because they were so bad that's that's against the jets in week seven week 16 on thursday night um uh, only have, we have a few questions about this team obviously they're young so they have to you know keep getting better and better over time. The only question about their offense is their left tackle, Cam Robinson. They franchise – I think they franchised him again, franchised him this year. So they'll have to be in the uh, market eventually for a left tackle. But I like the pieces that they
0: have. Uh, You hit the nail on the head, Josh, with a lot of those additions. Some people might say that they overspent in free agency, but that's just the price of doing business, particularly when you're trying to get guys to come uh, to a rebuilding team. Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, uh, were they worth the money they got? Probably not. Evan Ingram, probably not either. But they're still vastly better than what the Jags had last year in the passing game. I think the additions of Darius Williams and Arden Key uh, in free agency are also really going to help this team. Trevon Walker, I think maybe they reached in the first round. You talked about the big hole at left tackle. Uh, That could have been filled uh, with a guy like Evan Neal that you and I were both in love with in this draft. So I think that was maybe a head-scratching decision. But you're adding a couple of big pieces in Walker. And don't forget Devin Lloyd they also added in the first round. So this defense could really be improved uh, in in next year. You add add to that Josh Allen, Clavion Chase on – uh, this defense could be better next year. I know they were terrible last year. Uh, they could be much better this year. Uh, I see, a, like I said, a big leak coming from this team. We're both on the over. However, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a trivia question here. The over yeah. sitting at six and a half. How many times in the last 11 seasons have the Jacksonville Jaguars had seven wins or more? One time. They Correct. Won, they went to the <laughs> AFC Championship game and lost to Tom Brady. So uh, you you were prepared for that one. I didn't know if uh, that was common knowledge. Only one time in the last 11 seasons have the Jacksonville Jaguars won more than seven games. But I think they're going to do it this year, and I think you're in agreement with me. Uh, They start at Washington. Uh, Lee Ice was supposed to join us for this podcast, so I can freely say that I think Jacksonville is going to lose that game uh, and not have any angry Commanders fan yelling at me. Uh, Then they go home against Indianapolis at Los Angeles, at Philadelphia, home Houston at Indy. Home Giants, home Denver, home Las Vegas at KC. I think it easily win four of those first few games. Washington, definitely a winnable game. Uh, Philadelphia, Houston, the Giants, Denver, Las Vegas at home. I think they could put up a fight. I think they could easily win four of those games. Then they go into their bye. They're home against Baltimore at Detroit. Definitely a winnable game. At Tennessee, home against Dallas and Dallas always has late season woes we we I remember a couple of years ago we lost to the Jets uh, back when they had Sam Darnold he had his best game as a pro against us so we always seem to have those stinkers we had one last year even against Denver then they're at the Jets definitely a winnable game at Houston definitely a winnable game and they close tennessee and as we both just said i think tennessee is going to be phoning it in at that point because they're going to be out of the race so i think you could easily see them win that game i think they finished 7 10 8 and 9 i'm all over the over on this one and i think there's huge value in them to win the division at plus 700 we both said that we think the colts win this division but i think the jags maybe have a one and add a three chance to win this division which would tell you that the odds should be plus 330 so give me plus 700 all day I think that's great value on Jacksonville here I think if they make there's always that team that arrives a year earlier than you expected last year it was Cincinnati I think you could see Jacksonville do that this year and nine wins may win this division this is going to be a pretty weak division absolutely
1: I, I'll take it a step further I think Jacksonville by the end of the season, we'll be the second-best team in that division. I think that we obviously agree that the Colts would be be, be, the, be the best team. I think the second-best team would be Jacksonville. I really do. I think by the end of the season, because they'll have a better quarterback than what Tennessee will have. So, uh, like the, like you said, the additions. And like, like, the, like I said, the major addition is not having Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer yep. just messed up the whole train for them, messed up the whole situation. So, now that you have a competent head coach in there, that 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 to me competent head coaches at least were two to three wins right there
0: so yeah and this offense could be dynamic uh Brandon Sheriff uh, added to that offensive line i think is huge and you have of course Travis Etienne running behind him Trevor Lawrence is going to have weapons that he did not have last year uh i, I just cannot speak to how much how high i am on him this year i'm waiting in all my fantasy drafts and grabbing him late uh, as like the last quarterback off the board like if if suppose i grab your guy Tom Brady's going, like, as the 10th quarterback. If I grab him late in the draft, I might also grab, grab Trevor Lawrence a few rounds later. I think he's going to be a, a top 10 fantasy quarterback. I, I
1: I I could I could definitely see that. I definitely could agree with that, for sure, just because of the weapons that they have. And, again, competency. Competence, competence is needed not only in football, but in the world.
0: So yeah. you need to have that. And uh, we we talked about this defense improving. They're still not going to be great. So Trevor Lawrence could find himself in a lot of shootouts this year. That also lends itself to some yards. 35,
1: 31, 38, 35, stuff like that. So I definitely agree with you on that.
0: And that leads us into uh, my favorite prop bet uh, off of this team is Trevor Lawrence to go over 4,000 yards, getting plus money on that on FanDuel right now. Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence over 4,000 yards. I'm gonna take the over.
1: Uh, only thing I'm scared for, fearful of is that offensive line. Like I said, I'm not in love with their left tackle, uh, and they, they obviously franchise and they didn't get my multi year deal because they obviously have questions about them too. So I uh, I wish them I I I, uh, I would feel more comfortable if they had a better left tackle. But I do think Trevor can get over four thousand yards. Like I said, this is a last year. Like you said, was a basically we we put all the blame on Urban Meyer. Okay, fine, he deserved it. This year, if Trevor doesn't play well. We're gonna be looking at Trevor he has everything around him especially offensively with a quarterback being his head coach he has weapons so it's not like he's you know nothing like he it's not like he doesn't have weapons so we're gonna see this year for sure about Trevor
0: yeah uh, say what you want about Doug Peterson he got fired from the Eagles he's still better than Urban Meyer Urban Meyer the only coach in the history of the league to get fired before finishing his first season Uh, that just tells you everything you need to know about how toxic that dude was
1: yeah uh, I mean uh, P won the Super Bowl so yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, Dougie P is, he he's good with me. Is he the best coach in the league? No, but he's a respectable coach. He's not going to be getting lap dances in Ohio after a game on Thursday night. He's going to fly back with the team. He's going to treat the team with respect. Uh, he's not going to be a dictator to the team, uh, even though you, even though as a coach you have dictator moments, but he's not a dictator. So my point is, is that absolutely Doug, Doug Peterson is way better than Urban Meyer. Everyone that has a brain cell obviously saw that and can, can understand that. So, um, yeah, Jacksonville, we keep saying they're, uh, they told it was six, six and a half. Like I said, with competence, they should get to seven wins just because they have a competent head coach.
0: Uh, we are in agreement yet again. Uh, let's see if we can find some disagreement on this last one. It's no fun if we just keep on agreeing. We're moving on to the final team in the division, the t- 3,000 to win the division the over under sitting at four and a half they finished four and 13 last year new head coach coming in and lovey smith not a lot to say about this team um they did make a, obviously a lot of big moves in the draft they weren't really big players in free agency they signed a couple of guys to one-year deals i think this team knows that they're in a rebuild however i think they do have a potential franchise quarterback in davis mills uh, the third round pick last year a lot of people might sit here and say, oh, he's a third-round pick. He doesn't. He's not that talented. Davis Mills was a highly touted prospect out of high school. In fact, he was the top quarterback in his class. He set the Stanford record for yards in a game. When you think about all of the great quarterbacks that have, have come out of Stanford, uh, Andrew Luck being the most recent, doesn't have the record for most yards in a game. Davis Mills does. Um, His only year as a starter got kind of wrecked. He only played five games due to COVID. So he's got size. He's got the arm. He's got the pedigree. He just never really got to prove it in college. So that's why people didn't really know who he was. But he has the talent, and I think he could easily be this team's quarterback moving forward.
1: I agree. I like Davis Mills. You can make a case if you want to debate Mac Jones, Davis Mills. Davis Mills had the best rookie quarterback season last year out of all the quarterbacks. He had the best – you can make a case he had the best one. He had 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 2,664 passing yards. So, we didn't, we didn't even we, – we weren't even – we didn't even know who – not we. I shouldn't say we because we watched – me and you watch college football. But the average world didn't know who Davis Mills was until he played last year. And for him to come in basically off the street, give you 16 touchdowns, yeah, he had 10 interceptions. And over 2,600 passing yards, that's not bad. He wasn't even a starter from, from day one. So I like David Mills. Obviously, they traded Deshaun Watson. He's in Cleveland now, so they got the haul back from that. So they'll try to build their team up with that. But I, like I said, I do believe they have a, I do. I do believe they have a quarterback this year. We'll find out if he's a quote unquote franchise quarterback or not. Uh, but I do believe they have a. They have a quarterback that they can, you know, build the team around. Let's see what he does. They have Lovey Smith as the head coach. They fired David Colley uh, after one season. I like their draft. They drafted Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, with the third overall pick. They drafted an offensive uh, lineman, Green, Kenyon with, Green from Texas. A&M. Green A&M. Texas A&M. I wanted to go. I
0: wanted to go through their rookies real quick uh, and then uh, praise something to you. Uh, you already touched on Stingley Jr. They also drafted Green in the first round. They draft Christian Harris in the third round out of Alabama. They draft Damian Pierce out of Florida in the fifth round, and all those players have something in common that I think you're really going to like. What is that? They're all from the SEC.
1: Oh yeah, I love the SEC. In fact, <laughs> uh they they drafted John Mechie in the second round. Now he'll be out for the season. I love yeah. John Mechie on this team. And they drafted a the safety in the second sa- they had two second round picks. Jalen
0: Petrie out of, out of Baylor. I just he's went through the Baylor. SEC guys, but they also get the safety from Baylor, who I'm pretty high on as well.
1: He's a he's a he's a plumber. So I think this team last year they were four and thirteen. The over under has them at four and a half. I could definitely see them winning over four over four games. Basically, how basically how like Jacksonville? How you said Jacksonville might get a back cover. I believe that the Texans. Are, I believe the Texans will be over four and a half. I think they could beat the Titans once. They they could beat the Jags once, and then they could they 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 got they have three games on their schedule. That I'm sure that they can win. So I do believe that they'll be over uh, four and a half wins.
0: Uh, yet again, we are in agreement, a clean sweep on the podcast. Uh, they start The start of the season might be a little rough, home Indy at Denver. I think they lose both of those. They definitely can beat Chicago. The Chicago is looking a little rough. I like Justin Fields, but he does not have a lot of pieces around him. They are in a rebuild. Uh, home against the chargers they probably lose that one at jacksonville they might be able to take a game against jacksonville Amen. at las vegas home tennessee home philadelphia at the giants i think they could easily steal one of those games if not both Absolutely. then they're home against washington at miami uh they get cleveland after Deshaun watson comes back so that's probably a loss they're at Dallas, wow. home kc at tennessee jacksonville and then they close up at indy Ah, uh, like you said, I could really see this team winning maybe five games. Uh, when you look at teams that are going to finish like two and two and fifteen, one and sixteen, it's teams that are looking uh, towards the draft. Teams that don't have a quarterback. Ah, uh, Lovey Smith as a head coach is not—he's basically—he's not the head coach of the future for the Texans is what I'm getting at. They didn't draft him to be the part of their rebuild. So it it behooves him to look good uh, for his next job. And the same thing for Davis Mills. If Davis Mills goes out and doesn't play well, guess what? The Texans are picking in the top of the draft, and there's four big-name quarterbacks that are projected to go in the top 10. So Davis Mills might be out of a starting job if he doesn't play well. So Davis Mills and Lovey Smith – both have all the motivation in the world to play well. Just for that reason, I'm going to play the over. I'm not in love with it because this team uh, is not great. I think they're moving in the right direction. We t- touched on a lot of the pieces that they have that we like. They still have Laramie Tunsell, who's a blue chipper on that offensive line. And, of course, Brandon Cooks, the most underrated receiver in the league. He just turns out 1,000-yard seasons like it's his job. He'll probably do that again. However, I am a little bit nervous, I think, Tunsell. And Cooks both, uh, with the Texans in a rebuild could be uh potentially traded mid season.
1: Absolutely. I agree on that. I was just about to say. I think uh I love Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks played with the Saints, he played with the Patriots, he played. he's played with everybody. He gets a thousand yards or any quarterback you give him, he will get a thousand yards. So I definitely uh, I definitely agree. He's one of the most underrated receivers in the league. Uh Laramie I call him gas mask, obviously from his drafting <laughs> from his drafting thing. He's a Good to great left tackle. So I don't want to disrespect him by calling him gas mask, but the mask, what his stepfather put him out there. That was that was his stepfather was terrible for that. Uh, I hope he I hope he addressed addressed it addressed his stepfather over that. But uh, I do think those two guys will get traded just because it's a it's a rebuild, like you said. But I I I definitely and I agree with your I agree with your next point with Lovey Smith and uh, uh, Davis Mills. Lovey Smith will not be the coach of this team. He might be the coach next year He might be the coach on this team three years And then they'll, they'll hire somebody else So he's definitely auditioning for his next job Whether that's a, a coaching job Or a defensive coordinator job Whatever whatever he wants to do He's definitely audition auditioning for that And Davis Mills, this is the perfect audition for him Houston is expected to be bad So if they're bad It's not like people are like Oh well Davis Mills sucks Or Bobby Smith isn't any good Indeed. Brandon Cooks is not this and Nico Collins is whoever. So my point is, is that uh, Houston is expected to be bad. So let's just see what we got. Just like last year, we didn't expect anything from Davis Mills. And he came out and gave you 16, 10. And uh, like I said, over 2,600 yards. So let's just see what he does. Let's give him an opportunity. I believe that he's a very serviceable quarterback. And uh, like I said, the win total for these guys is four and a half. I definitely think they'll be over that.
0: Definitely. So we are in agreement on all of the teams. Uh, just to recap, and then we'll uh, – I kind of want to give a little bit of a pushback on all of them just because we, we agreed on all of them. So I'm going to get play devil's advocate on all these bets, and then I just want you to tell me what your favorite play is from this division. Uh, we are in agreement the Colts over 10 is a good play. However, I am scared that maybe Matt Ryan is getting a little bit older. I'm scared that Michael Pittman is not a true number one receiver, and I'm scared about left tackle as well. Uh, they did draft Bernard. Third round that I thought was an absolute steal. I think he could be the starter by mid-year. But until then, there's a massive hole at left tackle that I am worried about. The rest of the offensive line should be able to make up for it, though. Uh, We are both on the under for the Titans. And as I said, the only thing that scares me about that, bet is I lost my train of thought. (laughs) I'm sorry. Mike Braver. Mike Vrabel, thank you. I couldn't remember the name of their head coach. Mike Vrabel is a fantastic coach. Whether or not I can remember his name is irrelevant. (laughs) He is a fantastic head coach, and he won a lot of games that he shouldn't have last year. And I'm not going to put it past him to do it again. So I'm on the under, but he does scare me. I'm on the Jags over, but we touched on it. They've only gone over six wins one time in the last 11 years. And I'm on the Texans over as well, but this is a bad team, and they could be sellers uh, before the trade deadline, and that could really – hinder their chances to go over four and a half wins so we're in agreement as I said on all these which one is ultimately your favorite play out of this division my favorite play is the t- coach over 10 I just believe looking at that
1: schedule I-, I believe that they'll get over 10 wins I believe that they'll get over 10 wins uh they did they, they don't have a first place schedule like the Titans do and I just believe in the additions that the Colts have made you get a quarterback in Matt Ryan like I said you have Stephon Gilmore you get unique in Gogway. Uh, so now you, you're adding talent to the team. You get the Phillip Lindsay. Like I said, you have three. You have. I think the coach has the best running back room in the league. So I'm really, really am high on the coach. I believe that the coach will not only win over 10 games. I believe that they will be in competition for the number one overall seed in the AFC.
0: Uh, I think you're on to something there. Um, You could bet best record as well. I think that might be something to look into. I'm sure the Colts are sitting at something like plus 1,200 uh, for best record. That might be a bet that can win you some money. For me, it just comes down to this roster. This roster was deep last year; they're they're arguably even deeper this year. When you go across the defense, uh, almost every starter is a household name. Uh, Stefan Gilmore, Rodney McLeod, that they added out of free agency. Quitty Pay, a first round pick last year. DeForest Buckner, a stud on the inside. Grover Stewart, not necessarily a household name, but a solid defensive tackle. Shaquille Leonard, only not a household name because he decided to change his name. Uh, sure. uh formerly known as Darius Leonard. Bobby Okikiere, Kenny Moore. Uh, you add unique and Gakwe. That's ten starters on this team that I can name just off the top of my head, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a scout or anything like that. So just the fact that they have ten household names on, on as starters on their defense, um, I really like the outlook of this team. I think this defense is going to be fantastic. I think Matt Ryan brings some stability to the quarterback position. I think he's kind of got some uh, some hate last year, some undeserved hate. Uh, ever since losing the Super Bowl, just because Atlanta has not put a good team around him. Uh, they, they've had a bad offensive line for years. So now he's going to be behind a great offensive line. You could say that he's a little bit too old, but we saw this team have success with Phillip Rivers behind center when he was definitely too old. So I think you could see Matt Ryan recreate that kind of magic, and this team could win uh, 11, 12, even 13 games. And like you said, vie for that number one seed.
1: Absolutely. And then just to uh, enhance your Phillip Rivers point, if you go back and look at that game, they should have beat Buffalo in the first round.
0: I'm glad they didn't. That Actually, the first episode of the Let It Ride podcast gave out picks for that wild card weekend, and I was all over the Bills. And my mm. second episode was breaking down that game. Oh, wow. This is, That was back when it was the Jeff Hooks podcast. It didn't even have a name Jeff yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm
1: glad. All great things manifest over time. So it went from the Jeff Hooks podcast to the Let It Ride podcast. So I love that. But to, to, to make your point, I know you didn't want them to win, but they should have won that game.
0: Oh, they definitely so, should have.
1: So, my point is is that if you have a – and Phillip Rivers was a little bit above serviceable at the time. So, I believe Matt Ryan now is better than what Phillip Rivers was at that time. So, yep. like you said, Matt Ryan, uh, when they, they they had a uh, – he hasn't had a, great, a, a very good to great offensive line and a great play caller since that Super Bowl. He has yep. both. He has Frank Wright. I love Frank Wright as an uh, offensive play caller. I love Frank Wright. He has a great offensive line. So like great I said, running backs. great running backs. Uh yes, three three good running backs. So my point is is that I just this I think ten is too low. Actually, when you look at these numbers, I think ten is entirely too low because they won nine games last year and the team didn't even believe in Carson Wentz. Yep. So can you believe can you imagine what they would do if they believe in you as the quarterback? That's that's worth like I said, confidence as a head coach is worth three to uh, three to four wins. Confidence as a quarterback is worth two to three wins.
0: Now I don't want to crap on Carson Wentz too much because when you look at the way that that season broke out, they started out one and four. And Carson Wentz was hurt in training camp, had the foot issue. You saw what this team could be in the middle of the season. They went seven and two over the middle nine games, and of course those two losses came in really close games. They lost to the Titans in overtime in a game. I said I was going to stop crapping on Carson Wentz, but Carson really gave away that game against the Titans, and the other loss was two year Buccaneers in a game that I'm sure you remember was an absolute barn burner and could have gone either way. So this team was really on fire in the middle of the year and Carson was actually playing pretty well then of course he gets COVID again and they lose the last two games so what I'm getting at is that I don't want to shit shit on Carson Wentz too much and say that he was the entire problem but him not being right was the problem and I think they're going to have a little bit more sure. stability here with Matt Ryan and um it's, yeah I just think they're in for a great year
1: it's the same thing with your Cowboys with Amari Cooper Jerry Jones said it like it's not that Amari couldn't play, it's just that when we needed him to play, he wasn't there. Yep. You feel me? Partly because of the injury, partly because of the vaccine, partly because he was a home player, not a role player. So my point is, is that in in football, you have the best avail- best ability is availability. You have to be there. And you can't I know it's a double negative, but you can't not be there because of the virus. They needed so much the quarterback? Look, you know this. The quarterback is always gonna be judged the hard the harshest. So I'm Sure, Tom Brady might not have won the vaccine, or uh, I couldn't say Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers lied last year, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes,
1: yeah, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. I'm sure they didn't want to want to get it, but they had to get it because it, if they don't get it, then the rest of the team, like, basically, we don't have a chance because our quarterback can get the virus. So it's not about shitting on Carson Wentz. I like Carson Wentz, I think Carson Wentz to do some okay to good things with Washington.
0: I do as well, uh, but
1: uh, I, I just I just I just believe that Matt Ryan is an upgrade over Carson Wentz. And when you get it, when you have an upgrade, that makes you better. And again, you—they were nine and eight last year. and They didn't believe in Carson. You yeah. can tell they didn't believe in him. Now,
0: now, now I think Carson's ceiling, like his, it might be a, at least at this point in their careers, might be slightly higher than Matt Ryan. He can oh, be better, but but the consistency with Matt Ryan is just like that's what this team needs. They're loaded everywhere. They don't need uh, the big plays. They just need consistency, and I think that's exactly. uh, Matt Ryan's going to do really well here.
1: Absolutely, we agree on that. They just need a consistent, uh I don't want to say a robot, but they just need someone consistent. Come in, do your job, don't turn the ball over. You have a great running game, you have a very good defense, let's just play let's run the ball, play action, take your shots when you can, and let's rock out.
0: Well, Josh, we are in complete agreement this week. Uh, hopefully next week when we break down the AFC North, we can actually disagree on some of these. And hopefully uh, we can figure out these technical issues that stop Lee Ice from joining us this week because uh, we love having him on. Definitely need to get that figured out. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we sign off? No, I just
1: uh, – what well, I should say no. One, one thing, uh, like I said, this division, AFC South, should be a good division. We'll have uh, Houston and Jacksonville trying to emerge, obviously – the coach and the Titans fighting for supremacy. So this should be a good division and looking forward to football. Can't wait.
0: Uh, I am looking forward to football as well. We finally had a game on TV two nights ago, the hall of fame game. Uh, did you tune into that? Did you place any uh, wagers? I, I watched all of it.
1: My favorite, my, I love NBC, shout out to NBC. My favorite promo was at the end of the game. I didn't place any wagers on the game. My favorite promo was at the end of the game. Uh, four, weeks from, four weeks from Thursday, because the game was on. It was the Buffalo and then LA Rams and then, Uh, three days after there, after September the 8th, uh, September 11th, Josh's team versus Jeff's team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys.
0: That, uh, that Monday podcast is going to be a doozy. One of us is going to be very, very upset, and the other one's going to be very happy. I can't wait for it. I actually did place a wager just because I am a degenerate. I did place a wager on the Hall of Fame game, I had the uh, Raiders on the money line and that bet was over pretty quickly. And uh, I just wanted the reason to watch the game. Obviously, if I had bet the over under, I would have had a little bit more fun with it because that didn't get decided till the last three minutes, but it would overall just good to see football on TV. I kind of tuned in and out once it was pretty decided that the Raiders were going to win, but I did enjoy it. I was stuck at work anyway, so I had nothing else going on. Uh, I can't even remember what concert we were working. It was uh, Kendrick Lamar. I think it was. Okay. Yeah, but backstage, nothing else to do. Watch the hall of fame game. Nice to see football on TV again.
1: Absolutely, man. It was so great. It felt so good to uh, watch football. And basically, we, we'll have football all year round. Now we have college uh, every week. Uh, we'll have a, a preseason game starting this week. Every, all the teams will hop on. And then after that, we'll have college and then pro, college, pro, college, pro. So we have football here on out to the end of February. So that's
0: amazing. I uh, cannot wait for it and cannot wait to keep doing these podcasts with you. Just two more off-season podcasts, and then we can start breaking down some games, Josh. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I am looking forward, too. I can't wait to join next week and talk about the AFC North. Sounds good, Josh. Well, thanks for joining me, and I will see you next week.
1: Yes, sir, brother. You have a great week.
0: You too, now.